there's just so many layers and it's mm-hmm. it's like i was talking to a friend last night and she was like man you really chose the hardest career and i was like i didn't choose this this career chose me like right. i wouldn't wish this on anyone like yeah give me yeah. a nine to five let me have a husband and kids like <laughs> let me have a normal life because that sounds so nice and stable and it, my life is not like Tokyo tonight. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Not much. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm going to take this off the mic stand. Do it. Get out of the way. Get comfortable here. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I'm well. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I can't, not too shabby today. I uh, I definitely want to know if you knew the variance between the two different A teams. No. Oh, good. I, honestly, I don't know what you guys. Are. I was like, I don't. If they quiz me, I'm. I can't. Is it is what is the is a team like an Ed Sheeran song? Is that what he was referring yes. to? Yes. Oh, I listen, so... I don't like listen to pop music. So oh, I mean, there you I go. probably should know, but. That makes me really happy because I honest to fucking God, I thought I'm I'm pretty sure everybody was going to know. I butchered that. I didn't even realize it until Tom fucking said it like an hour ago. Like, he's like, you know, he was, he was talking about the song from Ed Sheeran, right? And I was like, <laughs> while I was watching oh. during an edit, I'm like, John, you realize that this was the song he was referring to? No, no. Beats me. I was Thank just you. thinking about why my car automatically plays my random ass iTunes music still. That's what I was thinking about when you yeah. said that. I'm like, yeah, oh, thank God I'm not the only one who's like Bluetooth just automatically flips onto some weird iTunes music that's still on my phone. Yeah, every I don't time. Under- I don't understand. Yeah, no matter what, what, even if it's supposed to do so, like it's supposed to pick up whatever you were previously listening to. And my car does the same shit where it's like, nope, <laughs> just well, rolling the dice. I shouldn't, but I listen to music on Spotify, but it never... It only will play that if I automatically go to Spotify and hit play. Yeah, me too. But if, if not, it just plays Apple Music. And it, you know what? Lately, it's been playing all like the masters from my old record because somehow they're in there. Oh, it's right. like a mixture of music I've paid for and also, I guess, music I had on my iTunes, but I don't listen to iTunes anymore. Yeah. I really miss the days of having an iPod, though. And just me too. Thousands yep. of songs in one place. That was it. That was it. No, yep, sc- yep. no scrolling on social media, no texting. Just give me something that I can listen to music to. That's the whole point of an iPod to begin with. Absolutely. You could leave it in your fucking car and then yes. come right back to it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And now it's got to be like, I don't like the Apple iTunes stuff. See, I, I, I'm with I you. I, I do. I have the Spotify thing too. And I know we're bad progressives or whatever it's for, not good for artists but it's, it's not it's, it, yeah it really yeah it's it's so well they fucking booted comedians off there like comedians oh, were like really? hey we want to get paid and they were like oh that's adorable and they were like well what? we'll leave if you don't and then they were like no we'll remove you that's so <laughs> you're like oh crazy fuck that's really okay fucked up. yeah it was messed up um so none of our stuff is on there i think at this point or maybe like in dribs and drabs i have no idea um but yeah, I don't like the Apple stuff because I heard I've never used it, but I do know that they replace your music with their stuff. And I don't what? want. So, yeah, like if you use the Apple um, music thing or whatever, basically, from what I was told is like if you have a song that you uploaded from your 
CDs years ago or whatever, or ripped off a Napster or whatever. Um, they will wire. replace it with, yeah, they will repla replace it with what's in iTunes. Like just, I don't know why, but like if I have a different version of a song, it doesn't matter to them if they don't have it, they just give you their iTunes version. So that's so crazy. That's yeah. annoying. Yeah, it's fucking intrusive. I guess it can be good in some ways because then maybe you're getting different versions of a song that you really love that you realize you haven't heard. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, that's true too. They could it could work both ways, and I think they do the remastered stuff a lot, so it probably sounds better. Yeah, there must be something with like ISRC codes. It's like an automated thing that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You see, you know a little bit more of the technical side. I do believe me. <laughs> I've put a record or two online. I know too much about this. Thing. I was really impressed for a second. I'm like, she just said some shit that I don't. ISRC know. codes, CD Baby, ASCAP. I've had to deal with all the backlog catalogs, this and that. And, you yeah. Know, yeah. So then you can actually explain to us why when I go to find a song on like Instagram and they're like, it's, it'll be there one minute. And then the next minute they're like, nope. And it's like, this song cannot be found. I don't know that one. Oh, that, okay. That sounds like, that sounds like a legal issue that I don't know about. Yeah. I do not have a law degree. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's fair enough. It would um, probably help me though if I did. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, dude, I wish I, I wish I knew half the stuff that I know I'm not supposed to be doing or getting away with comedic, you know, all, all the video shit. I post music and stuff. And then sometimes I'm like, I hope nobody fucking sees this. Cause well, I... you know, it depends. Like sometimes I have been flagged once or twice. I think like this had to have happened like 2015 and then they stopped regulating it. Cause there's just absolutely no way of regulating it. Okay. I had done a cover of a Donnie Hathaway song oh. and it was actually, I, I want to say it was this Christmas and I got flagged oh, nice. by whatever his publishing or label was that, mm -hmm. that threatened to take my page down. And wow. I was like, Whoa, I didn't know. I'm just a kid like making a cover song. Like there's so many other artists making cover songs. So I think some, some musicians are a lot more like giving of that space yes. to other artists to do yeah. covers, but other artists, you know, I, I don't even know. This is terrible, but I don't know if Donny Hathaway's alive. So it's probably if he's not, obviously the estate of Donny Hathaway, whoever owns right. the rights to his music is on it. Yeah. yeah, they're they're fucking on it, man. They're like, yo, this Christmas, no more. No one's gonna cover this. <laughs> not this the Christmas. Not, not next Christmas either. <laughs> I, I do kind of like the idea of Donny Hathaway scrolling through the internet, going "fuck you," "fuck," you, like just getting people shit off. Right. Immediately. Yeah. Um we have we have we've had get we had Chris Smither on and he sang one of his own songs, Rhett Miller and a couple other people, and YouTube flags them as they're they doing do it that, live. Yeah. And I'm just like, they it's their that. it's their shit. They're doing it, you know, but yeah, I don't know what it is. And I've I've tried to like fight it and like email, you know, been like, Hey, that's their own song, and YouTube's yeah. like, Yeah, we don't care. Well, it's interesting when you do sign up for C D baby, which is so confusing, and I've actually been told like I'm I'm in the process of like having to figure out how to switch my music off that, but it's weird oh. because they put your music on Spotify, and Apple Music, and all these places, and you have to of course pay to get your music online to then never make the money back because it's like point zero zero one cents per play. Right. It's like eighty five dollars to get your music on all streaming platforms, and then it's like here suffer for the next ten years and right. still, <laughs> you know. Anyway, but um, uh, but it's interesting because like um they have a thing with youtube where 
they can claim ownership of your music on your behalf, but it's really fucked up because then they have, they're like double dipping in the cookie jar. I just learned all about this stuff. It's so nuanced as an artist, like trying to put music online. If you don't have guidance, even if you read the contracts, it's so you're just like, okay, well, great. My music's going to be out there. Great. They're going to collect money for me. It's, it's really confusing. So, we were yeah. talking about that, I think, at one point, just about how you were not that great with that kind of like con- contractual stuff. You need to know everything yourself. Like, yeah. I'm the kind of person that this is my art. I want 100% ownership as much as I can. And we luckily live in a day and age where you can succeed as an artist or an entertainer having ownership of all of your stuff mm-hmm. um, and be an independent artist and be successful. That wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the case, certainly in the music industry. Right. Which is kind of like the interesting thing now, right? Like it's like, well, do I want to release this through a label or mm-hmm. do I just self-release? Because yeah. then I'm going to own 100% of my masters. Then I'm going to own X, Y, or Z. And I don't have to have somebody else telling me, oh, well, you need to have these creative decisions done this way for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the caveat is that one would hope you get more exposure or that you're able to springboard in another direction having the help from a label or this or that i mean it's again i mean have you been able to like manage in your head when the times are you were like okay this is beneficial to me exposure wise so i'm going to sacrifice maybe some financial situations or like are you like are you are you good at that kind of thing you're like okay i gotta do this because it's gonna get me this yeah I, I, i think so i'm pretty business savvy i think where i'm at at my career is i'm definitely at a crossroads where if i don't get the help that I need as an independent artist, right. I'm not going to be able to get to the next step because sure. so much of yeah. my time is now being bogged down in the business side of things that I'm not able to create, which is where I need to be. And you see all right. of these artists who succeed, right? They all have a team. They all have people who are helping them so that they can just focus on the one job that they're supposed to be, which is the artist. Oof. Yeah. Which is like it's so, so much hard. easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Again, same thing with you guys. Like you, you know, it's like, um, it's a balance. Like, again, I do have people that I'm, I've been building my team and I'm super grateful and I have amazing musicians that I work with and producers and like mentors that I've, that I've met now who mm. really believe in me and are, are giving me guidance. But you know, I mean, it's all me. I'm a hundred percent waking up at seven in the morning being like, fuck, I need to do this. And <laughs> Oh, this connection and this, I can't forget to book that, you know, right. email this booker back or this. And then like things fall through the cracks because again, mm-hmm. all I want to really focus on is creating. And then I'm like, oh, let me just take three hours on a social media video. Hello, you guys both <laughs> know what that world is like. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you feel similarly? I know that you have management, John, but like, yeah, you, you even like with you run everything yourself. Yeah, even with I mean, I'm not I'm definitely not one of those artists because I know I know people who I mean, even my manager to a certain extent has talked to me about people he's represented in the past where their hands need to be held through the entire process. I'm yes. definitely not that person. I do like collaborating and I like to be hands on and I like to feel like I'm also like have my hand on the wheel of what's going on. But that is one of those things where even I have to at a certain point go, OK, look. I need to focus on writing and performing and doing that kind of shit. Like there's so much politics sometimes behind the scenes at a comedy club. And I'm sure it's the same thing with music. Oh, venues wow. and shit. Yeah, I'm sure. But like, there's a, I just did it recently. There was a point in time where I knew way too much about what going on behind the scenes of this one place where I was like, I got to fucking step back because it's messing me. Like, I don't want to go into a club knowing this person's not getting along with this person and, right. you know, and maybe who, 
who is struggling to do it. I just want to go and do my shit and get in and get out and be the best I can do at that. It's a hard thing to, to kind of tell yourself and to maybe even if for younger people, especially like, uh, or just younger people in the business, not necessarily younger people in general, but whatever. Um, but like, but like, it is one of those things where it's hard to tell yourself what you should be doing because you feel like it's all on you. The onus is just like, yeah, you know, and it kind of, it's hard to separate. It's your career. It is when it's you and it's your name, especially like even when you are a band and a collective Mm -hmm. and you're still representative of that, but especially when it's your name, you're carrying all that weight on your shoulders. Like that's the thing is like my guys, my bandmates, they help me to the extent that they can. They'll sell tickets. They're excited to be a part of it, but I can't expect things from them. And I don't because I'm the one whose name is on the marquee. I'm the one whose name is on the ticket. And Mm -hmm. that's hard too, because I also am a musician that I love bands. I would love to be in a situation where it's, it's, um, a more of an equal sharing of like everything where it's Mm -hmm. a camaraderie, it's a brotherhood, sisterhood, but also I'm a control freak and I have a vision and a very, and And so I'm finding the balance between like being a band leader and also being able to collaborate, also being able to trust people, Um, which I'm sure people who know me are like, ha, 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 good job, you're failing. (laughs) No, (laughs) I know what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, but it's, it's about finding your people and being like, I trust this person. Mm -hmm. I can let go. I can be, it's cause it's like, you're, you're on stage and you're so naked and vulnerable. It's the same thing when you're in a studio, like, yes. That's the only way you can access that. And if you're in a situation with people you don't trust or it's so uncomfortable and I've been there and it's like, I, I've luckily in this process of this new record found like a lot of people that I love to work with and that I'm going to work with. And they, some of which have become my mentors and like, you know, but it's like, it it takes time. It's like a relationship. You're like, Digging oh, through yeah. it all to try and find something, you know, know, know what you don't know, know what you do know. You yeah, know? it's so it is like a relationship, which is funny because it's one of those things like it's it's hard enough building relationships career wise and then also keeping those relationships you have outside of your career. And then also even trying to enter in an actual fucking rela- like oh, it's God. it's really it's oh, fuck it. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Um, and so we can get into that, too. But like, I literally just got off the phone with a friend of mine who I was trying to explain because she's been doing some um, background stuff for us. A lot of it, like, you know, like she'll she'll basically watch the episodes, you know, um, and relieve some of the pressure of me having because I edit everything at the end of the day. Like when it's whatever goes up is is done and edited or whatever. And then but she'll watch them and timestamp them. So she'll be okay. like, great story. Cause, and, but like I just got off the phone with her recently because I was like, I just explain to her that I trust what she knows. Like, I'm like, I've known her for a really long time. We have the same sensibilities. And I was trying to explain how hard that is. Cause I've had other people come in that I don't know, yeah. try to work with, and it's nothing against them either. It's just that, you know, they didn't have the same vision. Yeah. Not, not the yeah. same vision or honestly. And I, and I do admire people when they just tell you they don't fucking, but they may not fucking care. And if they don't care and they're just doing the job to do the job, the same kind of passion, the same kind of shit's not going to go into it. And it's, you know, it's a bummer because you have to be like, I get that you're good at what you do technically, but right. I need the emo. I, I would rather have somebody learning on the job how to figure shit out, but have the passion to and and the enjoyment of watching the thing that you're creating. You know, that's it's a hard high line wire to walk. 
Yeah, it is. And and it's hard not to take certain things personally. <laughs> and you go through all of these things, you go through these experiences, you go through these people, you go through like having to also be self-critical of just yourself yeah. and your art and your reflection on that. And then it's like, there's just so many layers. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like I was talking to a friend last night and she was like, man, you really chose the hardest career. And I was like, I didn't choose this. This career chose me. Like, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Like, yeah. give me yeah. a nine to five. Let me have a husband and kids. Like, <laughs> let me have a normal life because that sounds so nice and stable. And it, my life is not like my, I don't like me personally. My soul doesn't want that right now. My soul sure. is like, no, music, want to tour, want to play, want to meet amazing musicians and play and collaborate with them. Yes. So it's like, but the idea of that stability in that life, which obviously is like the norm. I know. And yeah. I try not to say anything disparaging about it, but also, you know, like, Sorry, <laughs> like I'm just going off. You could just no. tell me to stop. No, no, no. This is great. No, this is fine. We're used to, we, this is how we engage operate. Everything. Yeah. Operate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I know what you mean. Like I, I think about, you know, like, Oh man, if I could have just done what everybody else, cause I don't like, I love when like people who don't do what we do say that they're busy and I'm like, you're not. Like, we have time to go to happy hour. Like, yeah, 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 no. exactly. You know, are you like, is yeah. your night, you clock out at five and then never hear from, you know, your employees again or anybody right. else again? Like that's you can beautiful. sit on the couch and watch a Netflix show. Like, like not, and not worry. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's not even to, like Tom does like Tom, yeah does has his own business on the side and stuff but he's even around the clock non-stop like running around doing shit constantly yeah. like he never sees his wife i see his wife more than no, i'm just kidding but like i possibly <laughs> like, we um no but it's uh it's it's crazy it's insanity and it's hard to keep social like yeah. uh you know shit going like do you, do you how do you manage any of that do you have downtime very little i spend a lot of time by myself but i'm like as depressing as that stuff. This no. is gonna get sad in a second. She's like, <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly. I mean that. I mean that in like a good way. Like, hmm. I spend a lot of time by myself because my my alone time is like my decompressing time, and oh. it's also my time to create and like to get all the work done that I need to get done. Right. Um, you know, pretty much. I I have a a day job, although like I've scaled back on hours because I've been playing in this touring band. Um, nice. And I do graphic yeah, design. By the way, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, and I just, I, I don't, I don't feel like I, I handle the social side. Well, like, mm. I feel like I could do a better job, but I am so committed to my work that it's like, it's like, honestly, kind of a burden sometimes, but right. I can't help it. It's just kind of how I operate. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's a balance, you know, like it depends yep. on. I like I'm sure again you guys like how do you guys struggle it? How do you guys deal with it? You know? That's good questions. I appreciate getting that question. <laughs> yeah. John, yeah, you want to go first? Because I'm no, I, I it's I mean, I don't know. I I I think I, I try to manage it really I, I do it in um okay. So I try to be like as good a friend as I possibly can be to to like when people respond, I try to respond immediately. I don't know that I'm always in it like completely there but like if somebody's going through shit like i try to take the time out i will sacrifice you know uh my own sleep i try not to sacrifice Damn. um you know like 
when I'm doing a gig or when I'm working on something, I really do try to set those boundaries where like, I can't talk right now. I've got to do ABC and D. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, like I do want to, I, I, because I want to have that social life so badly, I will fuck being like, I'm tired. I won't be, I'll be like, well, I can be tired tomorrow or the next day to my own detriment, which means at some point during the month or the week, I will crash terribly. Right. So I probably don't handle it too. Like, I don't know. Like my, if my friend calls, I pick up. And then I'm like, even though I'm working on editing a thing, I wish I was able to go like, I'm working on this one thing right now. But if I don't, it'll not like, it'll be like, oh, I've You'll, it'll gnaw at you. Yeah. You'll just be obsessing yeah. about it until totally. you get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I try to just be like, yeah, like, or even if I will be able to be like, hey, I'm doing a thing right now. Let me call you right back or whatever. And I'll be fine. But I have to answer. I have this thing about like, not wanting to leave anybody hanging. It's weird. What do I use I feel like with me, I find it easier to socialize while I'm gigging. So with with my type of stuff, yeah. I try to bring people around me that I want to enjoy the day with. So it's never feeling like work, even though we're gigging and doing this and that, we're making memories. So I've I've had these totally. Yeah, I've had these conversations all the time with my guys. Now my guy, all right. So the other day was my birthday. So happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, I mean, we already said it, but now that I don't, if I don't say it now, they're gonna be like the fuck. Yeah, you look probably. like a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, what a douche John is. I huh? know. I was gonna say it, I'm like I'm <laughs> God, want to say happy birthday? Yeah, Eat that uh, guy. Show him what I got you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So I said to my wife, I'm like, listen, I know it's my birthday, but to me, it's just it's a day. Like I think every day is a blessing. I think 365, I appreciate every one of them. I was like, we'll celebrate the next day. So I was like, we'll celebrate me and you together the next day when I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I can get those days off here and there. And with my guys, my guys like you spend more time with us than you are with your wife on your birthday. I'm like, yeah, because you didn't want to gig with me. I offered <laughs> you, you could have came and gotten paid on yeah. my birthday with me. But yeah. that's all good. Like I but I never feel like I'm working. I feel yeah. like I'm blessed to always be doing what I enjoy. I always said it's my dirtiest secret is that when I first started out, like not having a job, I went I had an entertainment company was the first thing I had. So I was DJing. And so playing music to me, I would do in my house by myself to decompress nice. now you're going to pay me an exorbitant amount of money to do it and give me the energy of a crowd to respond to me and i'm like that now you're paying me to feel better and the energy and another secret if any of my clients are watching it feeds me more with like accolades and like people telling me how much they you know how they how much they love what i'm doing than the financial ever really could yeah mm. so i feel like i think i think i lack normalcy in social structure but i also think i'm blessed that i'm enjoying all my moments with so many people like oh i spent this much time at work i never feel like i went to work you know that's a really good point and i think that to kind of go off of that and answer your original question is like i do consider my music life socializing like playing yeah, nice. being with my guys being able to interact with my fans like you know being able to have genuine connections that's why i'm doing this so mm -hmm. yeah. to be able to like meeting you for instance john like being yeah. able to have the conversations we're having like this to me is part of all that for me like yeah you know like i have yeah. my very close friends or my family and sometimes that can be harder to see them or right. like when i'm in relationships it depends like how supportive your partner is i think yeah. the same thing can go with like any industry though if you're career driven struggling with that yeah. i also think but no i think that that's beautiful what you, what you just said and i think that like understanding that like for me i am so grateful and i love playing music and doing this but it's when i am getting bogged down by all the noise and being overwhelmed yeah. 
And I think that's like true for the world right now, though. Everyone I talk to doesn't matter. My brother's an architect and he's in Kansas City and he's like, I'm the most overwhelmed I've ever been because everything, here we go back to the craziness, the dystopia of fucking (laughs) dystopian living and the chaos is like, like, it's insane. Like cost of living, like Mm -hmm. social media, there's no way to set boundaries. I'm just going off on my soapbox now. Do it. So, (laughs) but like, that's like the thing. I just think that we're living in a time where like technology is advancing in such a way that we can't keep up with it. Keep up. We can't keep up. So, and it's plowing a, plowing over us. That's the other thing too. It's like it's literally just like a wave crashing on you, like twenty four seven, as you're trying to keep up. And also, like the like, I don't, I don't like like people who are young, who were we talking about the other day. It was talking about the young people coming up and just being who the fuck was it? Oh no, it was, I don't know if you were here. It was um, it was uh um, and heart. Holy holy fucking name. Uh, no, um, Jonathan uh, Russell, um, from the head and the heart. Yeah, that's right. You said oh, the head cool. and the heart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know. I used the head and the heart and it went in one ear and out the other. And I was like, no, 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 give me a second. I think it's the head and the heart. (laughs) But like, we were talking, like, he's like literally like, because we're, we were around the same age and we're talking about how like this, the younger generation is just catching up so quickly because we're falling behind technology wise. Like, that's just how it always goes anyway. But it's like now it's, it's, we're doing it on camera. So, like, you know, your inadequacy is like out just exposed 24 seven. If you don't have reels up, if you're not posting to TikTok and fucking all this other shit, it's like, I know, which you is know. the stuff that I can't see. And then I feel like an asshole even trying to post to TikTok. Cause I look, you know, I mean, don't. I look, yeah, no, it's horrible. That's just in your head, man. Oh, thank you. Oh, I thought she was saying don't post to TikTok. Stop it, John. <laughs> I thought You're she was embarrassing yourself like, and your friends. Like, Get off TikTok. No. Well, also fuck TikTok, but also it's like, to do what we do it's so important yep. like so many people in the industry have been like you need to get on tiktok and i am but they're like you need to be posting all the time yeah. all the time yeah. all the time like so can I, you dance for us <laughs> no <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is like don't you ever feel like what can't i just do what i fucking do like it's i mean that's the craziest <laughs> shit to me is like i can you know you're like hey i do all this shit. like you play a shit ton of instruments and you yeah. just told me about the photography thing and like yeah. you sing amazingly you write your own Thank music you. and there's always somebody like in a network that's or or like somebody above us it's like uh what else can you do it's like what the fuck else do i need to do jesus christ yeah. like oh my god no yeah, yeah. Do you want me to cook too fuck i know i can't do that but um one thing at a time but it's yeah. like hard to yeah. keep that mentality I think it's really important, though, to just continue to be blessed. Remind yourself of the mm. gratitude. Like, yeah. for me, this is going to segue into my next record title. Beautiful. Life is all about acceptance and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult. I guess I say that because it's very difficult for me to feel that all the time. Uh, and I, I've had to, like, train my brain in order to, um, in order to, oh, no, wait. There you are. Okay. I'm back. Um, in order to like remind myself of that, uh, and so the, the next record that I'm putting out, the title is Acceptance. At least it's as of now. Love <laughs> Who it. Who knows? It might change, like, but for the past two years, that's been the title. So nice. And do you know when it's coming out yet, or no? Um, I'm not entirely sure because okay. we have, um, as I was tell, as I've told you, and was sort sort of alluding to before, um, we're shopping it. We're going to see, you know, if anyone has interest. Everyone I've spoken to, like, that I 
has been helping me and giving me sort of guidance um, as well as people and friends that I know in the industry have all said, you should definitely shop this. We think this has a lot of potential. Right. Um, it's definitely a step above my last record. It's like hard for me to think about my last record because this is just like, in my opinion, light years beyond. Nice. Um, although what? I still have issues with this. Of course. Oh, well, that's my question. Well, I was going to say how good it like, so now that like, cause you're in a waiting period, you know what I mean? Like it's got, you've got some time in between. Do you, are you able to stop yourself from going back and going like, I could make this a little, or I could change this lyric or I could do like, how good are you at leaving it behind? Oh, well, I have to. Well, so it's still being, so, so like the mixing is still happening. It's still okay being slightly tweaked and I just need to stop. Like it's like this record has been a clusterfuck in a lot mm. of ways. And I give so much like so much praise to everyone who's involved because I sort of tried to do this as an experiment to work with like different producers on different batches of songs. Nice. But mm -hmm. it ended up just be like working, working on five records at the same time, which is absolute insanity. Wow. And as you can imagine, not very cost effective or time effective. Right. So, um, you know, and originally I was like, Oh, each producer will, I'll have them mix their own songs. Just didn't happen that way. I ended up mostly finishing the record with, um, Eric Romero from the Front Bottoms, who oh nice, who did most of the record with me, and oh, I love the Front Bottoms. Oh, me too. And Paul Ritchie They're from great. the Parlor Mob. Oh, so, nice, very nice. Who's become a very close friend of mine and my mentor. Super grateful to him because he really like there were lots of little things that had to be. I mean, I don't think one song of this record was recorded the same. I recorded like guitars in my house, vocals in my house. I comp things. I wow. just like it's insane. So I I had one guy mix it and. Um, you know, it's just been like, God bless, you know, because it's yeah. been a lot to kind of funnel that all down. And it just always takes longer than you think. It was the sure. same thing. I did most of this other song with the producer in New York. And then like yeah, the way that things were spread out, I kind of was like, oh, I'll just do this one song and finish and then move on to the next. And I had everything scheduled. Mm -hmm. so it was like, once I moved to the other batch of songs with the other, like, then I had to, a month later. I sat with Eric Romero and did four songs with him. And then I was just focused on that. And then the other stuff got kind of pushed back. And then wow. long story short, <laughs> made a lot more sense to just like finish all the overdubs, mostly here in Jersey with Paul okay. and Eric. That's and then cool. Eric went on tour with the front bottom. So it was just like this, just like timing of things. And then I went through, there was a lot of stuff going on with my family and, and COVID was happening through all of this as well. Oh my wow. God. So it was like, oh, so it was COVID. We had to shut down and fumigate the studio for like three weeks. Right. Okay. No worries. That's just the way it is right now. And we, we started working on the self-titled track is called Acceptance. We started working on that like February 25th of 2020. Sweet. So at Paul's studio, New Future, which he also had to close in 2021. So we had all wow. of these like factors but that's part of like the monstrosity and like also comedy of errors and yeah. story to this whole record. You're wildly you know? patient, by the way. Like that is yeah. a long fucking time. I don't and know. A, and a, oh, oh no, <laughs> you're, you're like, you're like, you should hear the backstories. <laughs> that's crazy though. That's a long time. It's too long. I can never yeah. be like this again. I will never make a record like this again. How long does it take you in between? Like, I mean, like, you know, between your other ones, like, is it, is it something that you think about or like you plug it and then go, uh, I need a break from writing? I know. I already have like a whole new batch of songs that I'm ready wow. to record. Like I need to, like my whole thing is just like, 
you know, my last record from soup to nuts from tracking to mastering took us five months. Wow. Everything took, it was right. like February done in July. And, um, that's how I like to work. Like I like to get in the studio and just like, hmm. I play drums on everything. So like we'll do that's scratch cool. guitar and vocals and I will play drums with my bass player. We'll do that live to whatever is the either click or the track or the combination of clicks because some of the songs, one of the songs changes tempo like seven times. Wow. So that was fun. <laughs> um, driving my producer, thank you, Paul, crazy. I literally <laughs> threw him like the two most complicated songs. I didn't even realize it. Mm. And it was just like this one song. It was like tempo, 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 tempo. And you know, but we got it. And then we do all the other overdubs. So nice. um, we did do one song pretty much live, which was, again, the title track. Oh, that's um, cool. I got to ask you, and this might be a hard question to answer about yourself in particular, but you seem to be able to draw in all these other artists to collaborate <laughs> with you. What do you think it is about yourself that you've got this like kind of like collaborative personality? You know what I mean? Hey, like, man. Just... <laughs> Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I've got an answer, but <laughs> go like, ahead. Yes. Just bring it in. That's all. Can I tell you how much of a moron I am, though? Is that you said uh, my last album from Soup to Nuts, and I was like, did I miss one? When did she name an album from Soup to Nuts? I'm an idiot. No, I was, but in my great. head, I was like, oh, all right. Oh, I was like, that's oh, what using the... it as an expression. Listen, I'm changing the title from Please. Soup to Nuts. <laughs> I was like, oh, did I miss an album? What the fuck? No, that's very literal. I I appreciate that interpretation. Thank um, you. I am just it's another just, A team almost fuck up. That's the problem. I was no. like, I'm just gonna admit it from now on when I almost screw up. Oh my God. No, you should just plug that. Be like, yeah, Rachel and Adapted's new record from Soup to Nuts. <laughs> or her past record. Um I okay, I'm a true, true, true musician. Through and mm. like through and through through whatever the hell the saying is. Through right. thick and thin, I don't know. Um, I love music it is mm -hmm. like my purpose for being on this planet i am a huge music nerd i literally have my favorite record right there next to me just nice. exploit animals one of them and right. i just yeah thank you someone just wrote it. that's <laughs> yeah. awesome yeah, um i just love music and like ever since i was a little girl and i just think it's like being genuine like you find your people you put it out there it's like that's what i was saying this record has been such a crazy process but meeting um well I've, i knew paul for a very long time but being able to work with paul richie like mm -hmm. we just clicked and we all love nice. the same music we all like the first day that eric and i jammed with damn we were talking about how much we love floyd and I spend my time like if this isn't a joke, you know, this isn't just like, oh, yeah, I love it. Like, that's all I do is listen to records and think right. about fucking compression and EQing. And like a lot of times it's like hard because I try and be like social and normal and public and <laughs> or with musicians. And they're like, Rachel's so weird. All she wants to do is talk about music. Can you just like chill? Like that's stop awesome. talking about music. <laughs> so for me, it's just like this is a lifestyle. I'm mm. a lifer. Like I'm. I could talk about like, let's go, let's start talking about records. Like I could go all day yeah. and talk about guitar tones and talk about drum tones. Nice. I, I love being in a studio. So I think for me and Danny Clint has kind of said that to me too. He's like, Rachel, you have a knack for like getting musicians to play their instruments. And it's because it's just like, that's just the truest form yeah. of who i am they can tell you're genuine yeah. and enthusiastic about it and you have like a knowledge of what you're talking about so they're pro probably like oh finally somebody i can fucking 
you know, relates and appreciates it, or that yeah. they appreciate their art. Like you truly appreciate what the, that person is doing that makes them happy. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like even growing up, and it's why I've always felt. Like I was, I've always been a little bit of a loner, but when I hear the stories of artists talking, I can really relate because I just, I don't know. That's why I say this is like my calling and it chose me. I just think that, yeah. I think as artists, we're all just adversaries. Like when I write, it's not anything I think about. It is like, okay, I have something to say and mm -hmm. it's going to come out of me. I don't really know what it's going to sound like or where that is coming from, but it just, that's how I felt. That's the message. So right. I am grateful for that. And I know that I, I've spoken to other artists and they feel that that's a similar thing for them as well. Do you write, like, how do you, how do you usually go about making a song? Is it usually like something that like you wake up with a, a tune in your head and then you write it down? Is it music first, then lyrics, or is it a combination? It depends. It's really whatever comes to me. Like hmm. usually I will just be like it going through shit in my life like a lot of this this record there was like two heartbreaks that i went through two like very different breakups with like a ex and a best friend who was going to we i was then gonna date and uh, it was just kind of this whirlwind but it was also like dealing with and confronting myself and i i always write about that like even with songs on my last record and i find that songs that i still and writing and working on it, a lot of it comes back down to like, okay, communicating with myself and understanding myself and, mm -hmm. and helping other people to find that within themselves. This, this is so meta. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, totally like this idea of like, you know, there's a song on the record called bed you made and I was so fucked up. I was just like, I fucking can't deal with these, these like actions that I, that I did, right. these mistakes that I made that have like led me here where I'm like, fucking alone and like feel like my world is just and then it was like COVID and I felt like just crammed in a box and I was like I just want to fucking explode and get out and I know that everyone I know is feeling this way too right and I, so I just kind of like the lyrics and the music came to me you mm -hmm. know and like like uh some songs it'll be a riff like sure like always like that like yeah yeah bam, which everybody loves Love that. that's one of my favorite off the last one thank you yeah thank you so much yeah i mean so i'll hear things and usually i'll continue to hear them and that's how i know Ooh. oh okay i have something here and i will have like i have like i i can show you on my phone mm -hmm. i have thousands of voicemail of voice memos like <laughs> of just like bits and pieces of things if i can like remember how to use my phone um <laughs> of just like all oh, of nice. these are just like song ideas wow and a lot of them will be like it's crazy because i'll hear a riff three years oh ago my God. and i'll be like i don't really know what this is and then two years later i'll go through an experience and i'll be hearing that riff again but mm. i don't realize that i had heard it and then i'll go back through all my songs and i'll be like whoa wait a minute i already wrote this like, i've already heard this melody nice that's and it. then, and then lyrics will come like, like times when I'm like in, in these more like able to let go and be in more of a like subconsciously ambiguous place, like the shower or mm -hmm. yeah. going for a run. Yep. Those are places where I will write a lot. I hear. Or I'll hear things and I'll be like, I have so many voice memos on here. Will you like hear the shower water running? Cause I'm like, <laughs> wait, 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 that's good. That's good. That's the hook. So <laughs> It just kind of happens. Like I haven't mastered that taking cool. notes in the shower or getting out in time to like 
I really like I've I've tried to do it like a couple times and then I slip or the phone bust, you know, oh, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I know, right? That's how I die. And people are like, it wasn't even worth that one joke. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what they say about most of my shit, though, to be fair. So they're like, like, really? That's what you're wasting our time with? Um, but like when I'm biking, like I have like I've called Tom and you can just hear the fucking wind because I'm like hauling at, you know, and I'm like, I got this idea and I think we might do this. And yeah, I'm thinking about yeah. doing this. I'm like, I'll call like one of my writing buddies or whatever, like do the same thing if we're working on like a pilot or something. I've called my manager before. I'm like, I need you to take this down. Remind me later. But like it's, you know, or I'll try to text while I'm fucking biking and, you know, hopefully I don't get hit by a bus or some shit. But like <laughs> yeah. it is, but I have like these clear, it's so weird that when you're, like you said, running or but like when I'm doing yeah. either one, there's just, my brain just keeps going, but it's also a calming state for me too. Where like Same. biking is relaxing, but also like if I'm frustrated by something, I'm like, I'm gonna go bike it out and I'll figure it out later or figure out like this joke or yeah. Oh my god, same. I mean, so often I will be like, fuck, I don't know what this song needs. I need to go for a run. I need yeah. to go for a run. I need to just listen to this four times in my headphones and figure out what this bridge is. Or like I will many times, like I have alternate versions of songs. Like Ooh, I don't I remember that. like there were like four different bridges that I wrote for always. And I was like, I don't know where this song is going, but it needs this like bridge to outro thing. Mm -hmm. I, I just love, I also just like love nineties all rock. So that like inevitably just like sprinkles and all Dude, this music. whole fucking show is nineties all yeah, rock. I love it. Yeah. We've had, Fuck yeah. Um, uh, third eye blind. We've had the gin blossoms, <gasps> yes. uh, toe the sprocket. Um, art uh, from Everclear. Art nice. From Everclear. Yeah. Um, Everclear. twice we had on, uh, who the fuck? I'm now I'm forgetting people because I suck. Um, you know, but other other <laughs> if anybody's wondering, like uh, us, I'm like oh, <laughs> us. Uh, hello, yeah, uh, hello. Um, write remember? it in, phone it in, everybody. I know, right? Yeah. This is when I just fake move my mouth and then I edit it in later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's I I'm like I'm like tracking. We had Tal Bachman on the other day. Oh, um, yeah. And um, yeah, keep trying to get other people that are '90s all rock and and shit like that because I just. Booking nostalgically is I think. Who do we have on from the from the brewery? We had somebody on that they were having a drink with the band. So oh, it was um, uh, Chris uh, Reed from uh, Third Eye Blind. They well, were all I, together. Oh, that's awesome! I yeah. can certainly link you up with the guys from Blind Melon. They're really good friends. All I of them would, are wonderful. Fucking love that. He's amazing. And I Christopher, love I love. And Travis, who's the new singer. Travis Warren is the new oh, singer yeah, yeah. of Blind Melon. He is. Not only like the most incredible human, but mm -hmm. an amazing singer, like can totally nice. do Shannon justice, but also an incredible songwriter. Uh, He's yeah. like, during quarantine, I got to like do some harmonies and play a little guitar in one of his songs. It mm -hmm. was so cool. I'll send it to you. But like, Wait. he just, he was, he was in California and Christopher's at Josh in Joshua Tree and they link up a lot. But nice. um, anyway, yeah. No, so it's so like, Yeah. What do you know? What do you so like? Because when I'm biking or running or anything like that, I'm always listening to music. And then like I can listen to it's probably the ADD, but like I can listen to like music and then like also like build a set. Like I can wow. I can have That's that shit amazing. going on in the background. But what do you do? I mean, you can't be listening to other people's music while you're trying to write. No. So like, what do you do when you're running and biking? You're just clear headed. Like when well, if I'm in a writing mode. I will, I have to only be listening to my songs. It like, that's mm. an intentional thing. I'll be like, if I'm working on a record and I don't want to make mm. sure I'm not like taking from other songs subconsciously oh, yeah. or like I need to finish writing a part. I will just, like I said, I have my voice memos and a lot of times I'll just, I will literally noodle my way through a song and I'll be like, mm. this is something, but it's not there yet. 
Right. And then maybe a, like I have songs now that I started writing in the, in the winter that I put down because I went like full into mixing mode mm-hmm. that I know like, okay, maybe in like two weeks or in October, I'll sit down with like six of these songs right. and have to like re-familiarize myself, get it back in my brain and my subconscious and then go out for a run and put it, put on those like four versions. And then next thing I know, I'll be like, Oh, okay. That's the song. Or like, yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts when I run, like oh, nice. when I am in the process. Any in particular? No, I'm just kidding. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Well, for sure. No, I, I've definitely been checking you guys out since you asked me and I'm going to check out more. Sweet. Um, I love Dr. Andrew Huberman, who I mentioned to you on the phone oh, earlier. Yeah, did, yeah. Love him so much. He's a professor of neurobiology and ophthalmology. And he's just like, he is like, so I, which we also spoke about earlier. I'm like a huge science nerd as mm-hmm. well. My dad was a doctor. So really? if this I- Fucking awesome, by the way. And if I honestly wasn't pursuing a career in music, I probably would have been a doctor, but- What kind of doctor? I don't know. I don't know. I just probably like general practitioner. Nice. You say that now I because know. all my friends that became doctors are like, I'm going to be a general practitioner. I'm going to help people. <laughs> then you start getting paid as a specialist or as a research doctor. And it's. I mean, life. honestly, I am neurobiology. I'm fascinated by because yeah. yes. who isn't fascinated by the, the brain, you know? We just had a guest on who was a neurobiologist. She was a neuroimmunologist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but she wow. also studied neurobiology. Yeah. So interesting. So Dr. Huberman, like it's, he's just has a way with where, and he's like blowing up. Like he's, he's like, he's everywhere. Yeah. But he like his way of giving information, he's all about optimizing every single aspect of your health and your mind and your body. And the thing that I love about him is he brings a lot of mindfulness and Mm. like Eastern philosophy into the conversation, but he has real scientific research to back it up. Like, oh, nice. there's this movement in like neurobiology now and like, you know, like neuroplasticity and all these things, the idea of like changing your thoughts and changing your mind. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, Tom, about like, again, the whole gratitude practice, like there's scientific proven studies that this really works and it helps to heal people. Um, So I love learning about all of that and I find it super inspiring. So I've been listening to a lot of him on my runs. It helps me to That's awesome. clear my music brain a little. Yeah. Yeah. It also gets you thinking about something. I like when things get you thinking about something different. Tom and I talked about it a million times before, but if you kind yeah. of like distract yourself with something you're not necessarily used to absorbing, it'll get you even more yes. like in a creative space of thinking about something else. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I really love, like, I love mindfulness. Like I love, Alan Watts and like all of these. Oh, Alan Watts is fucking uh, yeah, the best. I I've been reading the book again and oh like, nice these things that just kind of again like keep me grounded because mm-hmm. I'm so I'm such a head case and if I yeah. don't do these things I go insane. Yes, yeah. and no, I know what you mean. It's hard not to be. People have been posting a lot of Alan Watts stuff recently too, and I didn't know if it's one of those situations where you know, because I was looking for it, I kept seeing it more, you, you know, or, or if everybody's kind of becoming more aware of who he was, you know? So, but I, I love, uh, you know, watching that kind of stuff and reading that, everything that kind of shit. Yeah. There's, a, there's a great book. You should read it. It's called, uh, pieces, every step by Tish Nhat Hanh. It's okay. all about oh, being like yeah. in the moment. Yeah. I've been telling John, I, I'm gonna get now, to I gotta get it. Yeah. I love that. I think I've heard, I think I've heard of that actually. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I will definitely check that out. Yeah, very um, Buddhist principle. I remember reading it when somebody gave it to me that they were like, oh, you need this. 
and it just talked and it's changed my perspective on so many like random things so like doing the dishes he's all about like being in the moment like don't lock everything else down just concentrate on cleaning the dishes and feel the water on your hands and feel being and i made me enjoy doing dishes like i will not use a dishwasher anymore which is crazy that's amazing yeah it's crazy well and i'm a huge believer in all of life come being it all comes back down being present, which is like the hardest thing. And I just think our society and our culture, like in America, America, especially, I guess, like, I guess all over the world, but just like the way that technology is now and social media, it's just, it so takes you out of being present and being here. And it's, it's so fucking damaging. I mean, so you have to really find these tools. And that's why I like love listening to Dr. Huberman because he's just like, he has such a, brilliant way of articulating it all and and he gives you so many resources and so many things and he's just like a brilliant scientist so then the way that he talks about the human body and the mind you're just like damn shit's complicated <laughs> yeah. man but like whoa yeah i i, I don't know i'm fascinated by that stuff i'm gonna have to look him up a little bit more and watch because i've seen like a couple interviews with him but I, do, I haven't done any like deep dives into what he talks about yeah i mean i i found some video of him talking about like neuroplasticity and neurohacking mm-hmm. which is the, the that best stuff's fascinating yeah oh yeah there's a great and i don't know if he's still doing this but um he was doing like monthly was a topic like the first month was all about sleep and he talks about optimizing sleep and understanding how right. our vision and light works and how that's affecting our releases of certain chemicals and keeping us up at night which is why yeah. we're all like backwards why we were texting at three o'clock in the morning i was stunned that you were fucking awake by the way because i tom and i were just talking about it and we were like yeah i can't sleep yada yada and then i knew everybody else was asleep and i was still doing stuff and then i messaged you and you got right back and i was just like oh my god it's so bad it's because my honestly being on tour really screwed me up yeah yeah we had one night at martha's vineyard where we got back at four in the morning and then that was it (laughs) absolutely martha's vineyard is nice did you get, did you get one of the? Did you get the Alex Kittner, which is a sandwich from the Jaws? You're, you've no. seen Jaws, right? Actually, it's been a really long time. But oh, but you have seen yeah, it. I almost yeah, yeah, it's been a no. It's been a really long. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I can't really remember. I, I can't really remember specifics. But oh, Alex Kittner is the name of the little boy that the, the Jaws murders. And I don't okay. want to say murder, like he fucking had a you know a plan. It was intent. It was right. in, yeah, you're right. It was, it was intense. Right. It was a Twinkie. Yeah, but the kid goes out on a float. But they have a, if you go to Martha's Vineyards, there's a sandwich shop there and they have one called the Alex. Did I just make this up? No. There's def- I hope you did because <laughs> like, I'm going to go there now just to get this because, because I vaguely remember like also tweeting. Oh, God. No, no, Let's it's real. It. It's real. He's yeah, telling know, right? us a bit. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, no, we're, we're just fun. here for the bits, man. That's what I'm here for. I think it's called the Alex. Maybe, yeah. No, I think it's called the Alex Kittner. I think I may have added that I would like to have it or it should be ordered on like uh, like a little bowl with like a so you can capsize it and with I don't know. It's so good. I'm going to cut all this (laughs) out by the way. (laughs) None of of it's making it in now. Um, But yeah, that's that's cool. I would love a compilation of everything that you say. I'm going to cut all this out anyway. (laughs) Because there's so many things that probably hit the floor. There's a lot where I'm like, this is not making it into the end of the show. This is going to be all five minutes. No, it's all endearing. It's you, man. Just just lean into it. Be you. That's right. You're right. I will be my authentic. uh, I'm just going to get, I take the jag. I'm like, I'm going to get comfortable to my own. (laughs) Hey, Um, man, I don't have shoes on. I'm pretty fucking comfortable. (laughs) I was like, there's no wearing shoes for this interview. I'm going to be. That's for the, save it for the dystopia only fans that we're doing. Um, So that's just like, (laughs) not yet. Only our guests feet. 
Yeah, yeah. It's only uh, we have a guest feed page. No, I fucking hate feed so much. It's not it's like so just the funny. thought of that funny. actually already. Can I tell me you out. a ridiculous thing that happened to me today? Please. Yes. So I was gonna post this picture of me that was like me talking with my hands, and I, I thought of this like funny caption and everything because social media. Haha! Took way too much time to think about this shit. I was so mad. I'm like, God damn it! Two hours of my life. Stop. Mm-hmm. Just, just stop. How did I get yeah. that? In this picture, I don't have shoes on. And I was like, and it was showing my feet. And I was really uncomfortable. Like, I really thought about this. It's like, I don't know that I should post this. Like, people right. are going to be like, some fucking creep weirdo is going to be like, oh, cute feet. Or like, ew, feet. Like, I just don't want to go there. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't I didn't post the picture. But I was thinking about this you, for like five uh, hours today. It's, it, can get in your, wow. it can get in your head. I had somebody, this middle-aged woman message me uh, on Instagram the other day, and she was like, when I see you at one of your shows, I'm going to touch your hair. And I was like, the fuck you are? Like, in my, like, I didn't, like, I mean, and I don't even know, you know, it could have, whatever, but I was just like, I got really like, uh, I was like, no, I don't, no, I don't, I fucking. You do but, have epic hair. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's not going, I'm keeping it. It's not going anywhere for a while. Hopefully, knock on wood that I. No, I, lose, I picture you as a very old man with like the same amount of locks but all gray Gray. silver like a like a little silver fox dude i can't i will embrace that shit when it happens oh it's gonna be great i know i want to do i'm gonna what's up you say that now and then when i started getting the gray in my beard i was like i'm gonna oh i hate this (laughs) dude (laughs) i get the worst feeling ever i get it on the i get like the read it's too the camera is helping me out here but i get it on the side like the reed richards fucking look where it's like you got like the reverse paulie walnuts every now and then Oh that's the official God. term that's what they that's call amazing. it amazing yeah reverse Walnuts. <laughs> that sounds wing. like the worst sex move ever oh. <laughs> like i don't know what it would be but not something if anybody Cringy. was like hey. yeah Cringy. yeah i don't know what that would be either oh god <laughs> I have, yeah, now I've just got to, I don't know what to say. Now you're never going to post that feed. <laughs> now, now I get to subscribe. Like, no fucking way, man. No, no, I You get know, it. it's an old picture. It's actually a really good picture, but I just, well, I, I and then I went, and then I went, and if you go my drafts, I cropped it. There's a crop See, photo. I was like, I was say. there's no oh. way these feet are not making it on Instagram. Some creep is going to, like, it's the, I have to be They're so doing it to you anyway, but it so might it doesn't blow matter. up. Yeah, that's true. It could blow up. But you know, you can really fuck with them and leave the feet in the picture, but get an app that gives you that blur effect. So just blur it out. And then you'll <laughs> like get your, people being like, like your background. Much- Cause I'm yeah. really curious what's going on behind you. You do not want to know what's going on behind here. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's just shit on the, I was like redecorate, you know, moving shit around. There's a, no. So anyway, <laughs> I was about to be like, let me just, no, I'm not. Stay on after the show. Chair. We'll turn it off. Yeah, there's a sure. desk chair. So like back, oh, it's kind of unblurring as I do it. There's, there's like a, I have a drawing computer there. It's so like a Cintiq, it's called, and it's where oh. I do like cartoons and shit and stuff. And there's a there's a person. There's a per- there's a I have a body that uh there's I have a I have a sports figure just in a glass cage that oh, I'm collecting God. and like when I get out of here, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Um oh, but every time I come by he just screams it. Um but uh <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> As I'm confessing to things I didn't actually even do, and I'm like, it's, I've got- oh yeah, you Blurred blur it feet. out, and then they'll be like uh, how much to unblur it, and then you oh, rake in the that. money. Yeah, that's and true. And you take us all out to dinner. Cool. Yeah, you get get yeah. that money like that girl from uh, Catch Me Outside. From soup, get some. Soup oh my food. god, that's old as shit. Yes, there you, you go. You didn't see what happened with her? No, what happened recently? Yes. Yeah, not too long ago, she turned eighteen. She made an OnlyFans, made like a million dollars first day. 
Right See, this you. makes me so sick to my stomach. To me, I, I, like so sick to my stomach. I'm sorry. Me too. I'm glad we both had the same. I was just, I got so mm-hmm. sad. That legit happened. It yeah. makes, it does. It like makes my body hurt. Like mm-hmm. I have like a visceral response where I'm just like, no, like my mom, my mom was saying something about how she's like, nobody wants to work anymore. Like, yeah, because like only fans exist. Yeah. And girls are making millions of dollars selling pictures with their fucking feet. It's like so <laughs> Ugh, like do something yeah. real in your with your life. Like be passionate, be driven for something. Right. For, like like you know, I just like great money, but I don't know. That's just I know. Just makes it really just almost makes me sad. Oh yeah, it's fucking nuts. It's nuts that people can like. I mean, I under, like you know it was crazy. I understand during the pandemic, I was like, get whatever, do whatever the fuck you need to do, right? Because there yeah. was like there was a quick t- like there was comedians that were like check out my only fans after they announced they were shutting down like the world. And I was like, you guys made that shit real fucking quick. Like, wow. like were you already ready to do that? Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of like, it's a bummer when people get like wildly famous and a shit ton of money and they're not fucking talented in the least. It blows me away. That's like, I'm such a, I'm so old school. Like my, mm-hmm. my parents are older and they raised me to just be genuine and work really hard at what you do like my yeah. dad was an nice. extremely hard worker extremely talented is your dad retired um unfortunately he passed from cancer in october oh i'm sorry oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, sorry to, to just break yeah. I think you know bomb yeah. the no 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 it's fine. there i saw your hat tom and i was curious about what that is oh yeah it's actually a friend of mine who is sort of the foundation i have the hat and the shirt on right oh, now that's oh nice yeah and he uh he beat cancer six times, but after the fifth wow. time, he started the five times cancer foundation. And what he does is now he's in total remission. He's doing great. And uh, he takes in donations and then they take that money and he helps people with like, just helps them either offset costs on medication, helps them offset costs on holistic ways to deal with it. So, stuff that he did that offset, like the effects from the chemo. There's actually a fundraiser coming up on the 17th. I'm going to plug it at the end of the show. Oh, that's one of the reasons great. why I wore it. That's nice. Yeah. But yeah. they chose they choose like an individual person. So it's not like just giving to a charity and then it goes. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is the person we're supporting for the, yeah. this fundraisers for this particular child. That's who's great. Battling that's kidney beautiful. cancer, I believe, is the one that's coming wow. up. But yeah. 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 No, my dad, my dad was an amazing doctor and he was diagnosed with this rare form of bone marrow cancer called multiple myeloma. Oh wow, oh, man. And he had it for six years. So that was the last that was the huge part of making this record was that I was making this record as he was dying. And oh my god. I know this is like very heavy, but like some of some of the songs are definitely like that song Ben you made a lot of the emotional energy behind that. I I was I wrote that while we were we moved my parents in twenty twenty and I was sitting in our sunroom which is where our piano was. And it, there were just boxes everywhere and it was just totally empty. And there was like this beautiful natural reverb and acoustics. And I sat down at the piano and wrote bed and made. Um, oh, wow. And a lot of that song is about like having to grapple with the inevitability of, of dying and like your, not only your loved ones, but your own. And like a yeah. lot of those themes I think about a lot and they come out yeah. through my music. There's another song on the record called tomorrow's another day. And, um, that song is about pretty much like feeling so low that you literally don't know how to move on and like exist and live. Wow. Like you just are like, I don't even, not even like in a suicidal way, just in a way that you feel so crushed that you're like, sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do this again. But it's like, well, 
gotta pick your pick yourself up by your bootstraps like tomorrow's another day like yeah, yeah. you'll figure it out you know it's like these ebbs and flows and it's it's evocative not only lyrically in that but there's a lot of like very heavy guitar mixed with like I, I write a lot of guitar riffs and there's a lot of this like sort of throwback to the 70s rock but there's also the very like jingly jangly dreamy indie rock guitars all over it which i love as well so nice yeah i like the jingly jangly expression i've never uh quite heard that used before that's oh, nice yeah i've heard it a lot i get i think <laughs> someone wrote it in an article about my guitars oh nice like, yeah. oh shimmering that was the word relics Ooh. used for one of the songs of my last record it was like yeah. shimmering guitar or something that's a good point about the you know we we're talking about like the soul crushing feeling of like not wanting to go because like you did nothing it doesn't necessarily have to be like you want to kill yourself i've had conversations right. with my friend about this constantly where it's like you can feel that way and not necessarily want to end your life but the thing is that you just don't have the mental capacity to be like yeah i don't know why i exist or why i want to go on or why yes. i want to move forward and it's a hard that's that's hard to pull yourself out of too yeah yeah it's it, and it becomes this sort of like more existential just like like I have always been a very anxious child. I was a very anxious child and it was because I thought a lot about existence as a kid. Mm. Me too. Really? I yep. swear to God, my mother said I used oh to cry God. at like three or four years old, cry in bed. And she'd be like, what's wrong? I'm like, we're going to die. She's like, yep. no, everybody's oh fine. You're fine. I'm like, no, mom, you don't get it. Sooner or later, we're all going to. And it, it's, I still feel it. I just don't uh, cry as much about it or I yeah. laugh as much, but it's still in there, right? Well, I uh, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. no. I was, I was just gonna say, I don't feel, I don't feel that much about it. Like I think about it, but I have a weird, like comforting thing about it where I'm like, I'm glad I know that. Like I like knowing that it's not forever because then I just get to do more. I'm trying to do more shit with like my time as opposed to like, you know, knowing that we're not gonna live forever makes you do more shit. I think you know what I mean. I like, disagree. but when I was a kid, I like, I definitely had that same thing. And I talked to a friend who's a psychologist, and she's like, when kids are around that age it is perfectly natural to be like, to think of death and mortality. Cause my grandmother, my great grandmother, my great grandparents were around when I was a kid and my great grandmother passed away first. And that was the first, and I was like four wow. and that was the first time. And I could not fucking wrap my head around the idea that she was no longer there. And it's I would really like, weird. Yeah. I would like sit in a room with like, you know, stuff that she had had or given me or whatever. And just burst into fucking tears. And it was like, I think for a while, my parents were like, is he going to be okay? Because like, holy shit. And I was probably like, no. Like, it was a, it was a tough time. I remember people like, dying in movies and shit and like really getting like upset about it as a kid. That, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's more common than you think, Tom. What were you going to say about that? Oh, no, no. I was going to say, I, I deal with it more, less of thinking like I do more, knowing it's more finite to the point where I saw, like, I gravitate more towards a sign of, it's not ever ending. It's mm. just like energy is going to, it's just going to transform. Oh, so yes. I'm a firm believer in yes. that whole energy doesn't die. Me too. Right. So it's just, you know, it's we're just revisiting it in another form. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the whole thing is like, you know, I, and now this is going to get super meta and heavy, but so I was like, yeah. I was with my dad when he passed, mm -hmm. he, he passed very peacefully. Like we've as a family are like very content and happy and grateful because not everybody has that experience, but we were, I was personally, my mom and I were with him when he passed and he oh. was like, you know, it was crazy because he like predicted it. Like, I mean, he went into the hospital and then it was like, as soon as he was like, he made the call for hospice, he knew because he was a doctor wow. what was going to happen. And he was like, 
give me two days. That was like one of the last things he said. And two days later, that was it. And he just like opened his eyes and looked at me and my mom and then passed. And it was like, Oh my God, this is, but it's like having that experience and being with your, being with someone as they transition is like one of the most beautiful things because you realize so much about life Mm -hmm. that that's so much a part of life as life itself as yeah. like because that's the thing that's the one guarantee in life is like i think it's like a one in a trillion that yeah. we're even here yep. and it's it's a hundred percent like the odds that we're gonna die with like it's just sure. part of life it's and that was the whole thing that like the message that kept coming to me as i was like with my dad helping him transition like he was not he was not there like he couldn't talk, but you right. could feel him. And they say when you're with your loved one in hospice or in a coma, like they hear everything you're saying. So mm-hmm. talk to them, play the music, be with them. But I was just like getting this message of just like, you know, don't worry. Cause you're not supposed to know. Like yeah. you're just, we're not like as humans, if we are, if we think we're so special as to be able to figure out what it means, like, no, we're not because right. there's beyond this. There's so much more. Like when you think about the concept of, how much is out there? This yeah. is us. I'm serious. Like this is just getting so meta. I didn't no, think I'm gonna come on this and like talk about this. It's, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy. When my my stepdad passed away from cancer in 2018, and it was a it was a interesting thing to experience because I'd never, you know, seen somebody handle the fact that they knew they were going to die as well as he, you know, like yeah, he was just very like matter of fact about stuff he yes. got he knew i don't know that he knew how much time he had had but the doctors had said like six months and literally to six months wow. you know um that was it but he i asked me for help i was helping him get some things in order and he knew who, what stuff he wanted to go to you know his other kids and like all this other stuff and um you know we had talked a bunch he had had like we had, had very we'd always been good at having conversations just deep conversations about life history we're you know we know we see eye to eye on a bunch of stuff, but we could just talk about whatever. And that's super healthy, by the way. It was. Yeah, that it, is it, very healthy. It was. Yeah. We he was, you know, it's it's funny. He's he's it he was a staunch Republican, and I am uh me. And um and I but you know, but we You're would not. but yeah, yeah, and I'm not yeah, and but we would like still see eye to eye and stuff, and I was able to, you know, talk to him about different shit and getting him to you know vote in a different way sometimes but like he hated trump it was one of those things where like that was like his thing like 100 but you know we would be able to see eye to eye on a bunch of shit but before he passed i had a gig i had a bunch i had a string of shows in florida like about two weeks where i was doing gigs out there and um he was on an upswing he was doing pretty well he was standing and making himself sandwiches and stuff and uh I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I think I'm going to cancel. I'm not going to go because whatever. And he was like, absolutely not. And I was just like, why? And he was like, nope. And he's like, you know, he told me how proud he was of me, all this other stuff. And then was like, you're going to go do the gigs. And I was like, well, if anything happens, I'll just come back. And he's like, don't come back. And I don't know if he knew ahead of time, like it was like, mm. whatever. But I remember seeing him. He was totally fine. And I tried to make it back in time, but like I FaceTimed and like whatever. But yeah. it was just one of those things that I'll always remember. Like he was very wow. like knew what was up. Yeah no you know except he accepted it he wrote like a poem before he passed oh, um, wow and uh, yeah and he was very good at like you know he just knew what was up and uh, w- to your credit we were saying before about somebody being there you know he was like hanging on for a bit and then my mom had gone in and said you know like it's okay yeah you know whatever and then as soon as she said that and just told him it was okay he had passed yeah wow. that was it 
it's yes. crazy and yeah. i believe like it's so it's so crazy like i believe what you said tom about like this trans sort of transfer energy because to me that's what makes sense like everything else to me it's like okay heaven hell i think personally heaven hell is a state of mind and i think that we're living you yeah. you can be living on this planet and this time space reality and be living in either heaven or hell depending on sure. how you choose to perspective yeah or or like or like you can't help it like i kind of oscillate between the two sometimes because i have a tendency to like go towards the dark but have to keep myself in the light mm -hmm. yeah. um and that's part of why i really relate to like studying and knowing and and hearing about mindfulness and a lot of these like eastern philosophies and religions um but like the thing that makes sense to me is that like energy can neither be created nor destroyed Mm -hmm. And when you think about the fact that we're all made of the same stuff as the stars and yeah. it's just crazy. Like my dad was in a dream the other night and he called me and I was like, Hey dad, where are you? And he's like, I don't know, but don't worry. <laughs> like I'm here. I'm wherever I'm supposed to be. Wild. And I was like, okay, well, nice. we miss you. And he's like, it's all good. Like it was so wow. weird. It was just like a two minute phone conversation in my dream. And I was just like, I don't really know what that means, but maybe it means something, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, that's cool though. I don't ever dream of. I mean, maybe I, I've had I've had dreams about like, I don't know. I don't talk to anybody, but I've had dreams where my stepdad was in it, or like this other guy that I used to work with for a long time was just like a great friend when he passed away. You know, I I oh I would I had a weird fucking dream. Okay, this is maybe this maybe counts. So um, there's this dude. His name is Frank. When my friends and I used to work at Island Beach State Park, we worked in the front of the gatehouse. And Frank was the, the oh, nice. he was he was in his eighties. Oh, me too. And he was in like the eighties, and uh, he was in his eighties, and he worked. He was he used to be a lawyer, but he retired, and he worked at the beach, and he used to work the window all the time. When he and I used to have, we I used to work the late shift with him because he you know was older, so I would stay until like it was time for him to go home, and we used to just talk all the time about shit. And he got close to my other friends because I got my friends' jobs there because we as we were talking about working with the people you love. So like, I would just, my friends and I, whatever we'd work there. And uh, so he had passed away. He'd retired first and then he passed away. And then like a few months ago, I had this weird dream where my friends and I were like, we had to go to a different time. I don't know if this is like Marvel universe shit where like I was doing multiverse crap in my head, but like we were on some weird mission or whatever. I think I'm like breaking up. I don't know. Um, and uh, I wound up running into Frank at this place that I, at my old elementary school, this is so weird. The setting was bizarre. So okay. he was there and I was with my friends and I was like, holy shit, it's Frank. What the hell is he doing here? And they were like, well, we don't have time. We got to go. And like, I'm like, no, I want to talk to Frank. And like, I told them to leave and I'd catch up and I went and saw Frank and like took him. We went into this one room because he was like, what are you, why are you here? And I took him in the room and I told him where I was from and caught. And he was like, well, how is everybody doing? And, the rest of the dream i just caught him up i'm like oh, i'm doing wow. this everybody's yeah. doing that That's everybody's good trippy. so and so's got a kid yeah and i woke up and i was like what the fuck was that about <laughs> like i just caught him up on everything it was just, weird you were just checking in yeah and then i wasn't like any lotto numbers you know what i mean that would have been cool but <laughs> like, like anything i should play or you know you got a farmer's almanac on you from the future what what, did you ever watch lost Oh my god. Or eight, yes. 15, 16, <laughs> oh my god, that is so great. They just rattled it <laughs> off. That's in my brain too. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah. Hurley. Oh my god. Winning the lotto. That's whole thing. It's not Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't think I ever want to fuck with the lotto. lotto yeah, that show fucked me up. Either. Anyway. 
Oh my god, Lost. That brings me back. You ever watch Lost then? No, I've never seen Lost. You should get into it and then hate us for telling you to get into it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It gets like slow, but then it's like great. And then it's just like legendary Desmond's. All right. Now you're going to make me do it. So much. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, I also love Twin Peaks. Oh, so fucking good. Yeah. Twin Peaks is like. I know. Like Twin Peaks is much more horror. Lost. But there's like similar, like existential weird things that happen that make you question like again time space reality oh shit i just spilled water everywhere what's that oh god um small height we'll take a commercial break i'm just kidding we don't have commercial (laughs) (laughs) well as long as sorry i spilled it on a power strip but i just moved power strip oh man oh shit it's okay. We're fine. This is oh just my... me being a spaz. No, it's fine. I just don't <laughs> want to see a literal fire like burst out no. from the screen and you're like, oh, just a little bit of smoke. A little bit of smoke billowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to unplug my computer from that power strip. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> no, want to hear the we're craziest good. thing I had happen one time? So I'm in one of our old vans. We have a couple of vans with my business. Mm. So I'm in one of the old vans driving it back. It's snowing out and everything. Driving home late at night. It's like two o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, I start smelling and seeing smoke coming up from like, I felt it was like from my lap where my phone was. So I thought my phone was exploding. I take my phone, I throw it across to the other side of the truck. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, bang, the airbag goes off, not in my seat, in the passenger seat. Oh my God. Right? I pull over, I'm freaked out. Like you, like the car like disables with the airbag, but not my airbag, just the passenger airbag. Mm-hmm. When he would happen, the you know how you have your foot on the floor and it like wears itself into the yeah into the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It went through the plastic, through like the fire retardant thing. There are wires that are run underneath oh it. Oh my One God. of the wires was the airbag trigger. The Holy water shit. from the snow that was on my boot got into that. That's where that smoke started from. It wasn't my phone that explode was exploding. It was right, underneath me. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Making sure there's not water and electricity going on right now. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Oh, yeah, that's what it reminds me final destination moment Jesus is freaking God. you out just a little bit. She's like, I don't know. Dude, I got out of the car. I was like, what? Just because okay. you know, I thought it felt like somebody I got hit. Because yeah, it's just blast. That's crazy, you. dude. Yeah. That's and then really you can't crazy. drive the car after that. You know that? After an airbag goes off, unless you replace it. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. Yeah, right. seriously. Holy fuck. Yeah. That was a random yeah, story that reminded me of water and uh, electric. Yeah. Good to know. This, these are good things to know, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah, we travel a lot. We need to know this kind of shit. Indeed. Sure. Indeed. Are you, where are you going? Are you got some gigs coming up? Well, right now, not really. I'm just focused on getting this record done. Nice. Um, nice. The big thing is that, and I've got like, um, we're going to be playing the Stone Pony in December. Yeah, um, nice. which will That's be awesome. great. We're opening for the band that I tour in or that I've been playing in, which is Low Cut Connie. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. You and, check them out, John, if we're around. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. Should come. You should come. Yeah. That's a Definitely. good show. I've got, I'm playing for the See Here Now a kickoff party next Friday. Right. Um, cool. With my friend's band, Gods. It's actually Paul Ritchie from the Parlor Mob. He has another band called Gods. Ah. They're fucking amazing they're awesome. actually my nice. favorite band local my favorite nice. local band and might honestly be one of my all-time favorite bands they're psych rock but like very Sweet. very good and very catchy um 
and what else? Yeah, so I'm going to be sitting with those guys, which will be so much fun. And then, yeah, I honestly, like, I came back from this last tour, and I'm just like, record, record, record. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have all these music videos I need to shoot now. I'm, like, kind of embarrassed I don't have a song to play for you guys off the record. You know, it's like... I know, but like there's, I'm very excited on this and I've been, I'm very anxious because I've been sitting on this music for a while, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's going to be like, sick when it comes out. I'm excited yeah. to hear it, especially after we hear some of the background on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And like, you know, I mean, I think that's like, my influences are definitely coming out in a different way. I think like the music's a lot heavier. Um, it's a lot, um, you know, like I... I don't know. It's it just feels like it's trimming of the fat of my vision and that it's sure. moving in the direction of that I want to be going in. Like one of the songs is a little bit more punk rocky, but it's still got groove, like a pretty solid groove, not just straight, but like in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like two solo songs without any drums. Like there's one there's one piano song that has um playing sax on it which is really cool holy shit yeah and then um another just solo guitar vocal song and then everything else is full band instrumentation nice what's on the top of your list of influences okay so i'm gonna give you like my five okay they're kind of crazy all right so it's the band i I wouldn't say they're first incubus is actually first incubus is number one um, then the band, which mm-hmm. are the two most insane inf- influences. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Buckley. Oh. Pink Floyd. Nice. Um, and it's probably Paul Simon is, is five. Awesome. Yeah. So I like the eclectic like lineup there. I mean, there's like, if we keep going, it's like Fiona Apple, um, love Thin Lizzy, love Sabbath, all the oh, heavy nice. hitters, Blind Faith. Uh, the other record that I have there is uh, Derek Madomino's. Oh, nice! There, um, which I like. I I love Derek Madomino's. I mean, I know everybody like some people are like hit or miss about Clapton, but for me, it's like Blind Faith and Derek Madomino's were two very pivotal sure bands for me. And Ginger Baker as a drummer. Um, what else? Yeah. So I mean, Ginger Baker. Yeah. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. I know. And I heard Crazy. your little Stuart Copeland interview where he talks about Ginger Baker, and I was like, oh. I know. I know. That's like, I was like just... what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, He's talking like... about Ginger Baker playing the last thing. I was like, what the fuck? Right. He just gestures yeah. like nonchalantly to his like. He's like, yeah, and they were right over there. And I was that just was like, really cool. Yeah, he was a yeah. fucking blast. He's so cool. Just a great guy. Yeah, I mean, I love, but I love so much music. Like, I studied jazz in college. So, like, oh, I nice. majored in photo, but I minored in jazz with a concentration in drums and voice. Right. And I always knew, like, I always knew I wanted to do music, but, like, I didn't start really studying it until I was in college. And at Bard, you can't pick your major. You have to, like, be accepted into your major. So you go through this process called moderation, which means that you have to, like, for music, you have to, like, put on a concert and – yeah, like long story short, I moderated in photography and I was a junior and my jazz professors were like, don't fucking moderate, just stay here and sit in on our classes, like utilize our resources, we'll give you lessons wow. and just yeah. like cut your teeth. And that's exactly what I did. I was like living up at Bard, going and to the practice rooms, working for Elliot Landy, who was the band photographer. And mm-hmm. 
And then I was just like able to like really hone my craft. Like I really, really like cherish that time that I had because I like not everybody has that ability to just like sure be in a creative space where like they're able to just do that. And, like it was before I had to really worry about, I mean, I had a job and I was paying rent, but it was mm-hmm. like, I was 24, you know, I was yeah, I with the intention of moving back home eventually. So like, there wasn't this extreme pressure of like, Oh my God, I have to pay my loans and pay my bills and do this. I mean, I just pretty much was living like I can do live day to day right now and just focus on creating and that will be okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was, was a great experience. You had the uh, you have the book yes. so that you helped. Yeah, do you want to show the book off? Okay, well I guess I will. Let me put the mic down. So so cool. Okay, so when I when I graduated, so I went to Bard mm-hmm. and I studied music and photo, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. When I graduated, I was working for the photographer who, sh- who shot Dylan in the band, Elliot Landy. Yeah. And he talked about wanting to do a band book. And I made the suggestion of like, well, Elliot, if you need help, like I can help you organize it. And it just turned into like, yeah. And we did a Kickstarter and I ended up designing and editing and like archiving the whole archive, picking the photographs in the book. So this is the book. And oh, so awesome. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, this actually, this regular edition is now sold out. You can't get it. It's out of print. This is the dust jacket is meant to look like a film strip. So you see like, yes, that is awesome. Yeah. And, um, this was just such an incredible project to be a part of because I'm a huge fan of the band and they're great. Um, I was doing this at the time where I was like first recording my first demo. So I was like digging through these images Mm -hmm. and able to see like, what it was like for this band to cut a record, like I'll, I'll pick up. And John Simon, like, this is really cool. Like we had these like um, negative, like contact sheet pages. So oh my God. you can oh, see these really like cool. the alternate takes for the Brown album. That's great. And actually they wanted to use this as, as the cover. Oh really? With, with Levon's back, but the record label capital wouldn't let them. Oh my God. That's, that's wow. such a great photo though. Well, yeah, I know, but they wanted they wanted to see Levon's face, so yeah. So they did this one instead, obviously. That's yep, the that's the one. Yeah, that's so great, man. I follow. I mean, it's such a bummer that he passed away. I know. I'm a, obviously. I mean, you know, I'm always going to jump for Joe, but like, it is a real bummer because it's just like that was so cool. Did you see the thing that they did for them? Um, I think it was when he passed away, and it was like Elton John, Alabama Shakes, um, the love, love for Levon. Yeah. Yeah, I was at that show. You were. I, I was going to ask you if you were. At, <laughs> wow. That was so fucking. I can't find it anywhere online, and I think I thought I had ripped it off the internet because I was. There's like, a DVD out there. Oh, there I, is. I have it. I don't know where. It, I can dig for it and even just send it to you if you want to see it. I don't oh, know. Shit. Where, I have it somewhere in a box. Somewhere. It was so good. I just remember yeah. seeing it, and I was like, "This is so fucking epic." It was really. Yeah, I mean, so like I, you know, I don't write music like the band at all and i don't really even listen to it that much anymore but like Mm -hmm. it's something that like will forever hold a special place in my heart like i just think their music their musicality and their chemistry is what really drew me to them Mm -hmm. and that's also what draws me to a band like incubus i don't know if you guys listen to incubus at all yep yeah yeah um 
they they always get like pigeonholed and i think it's so unfair because they're such an incredible and versatile band i actually like i know i was able to link up with ben kenny and when i was out in joshua tree recording with christopher wow i did a little uh he does these like things called one take theaters with his trio and i sat in and did one of them with those guys and it was like oh, that's awesome yeah. one of the, it's on youtube i can also send it to you oh yeah please they're my favorite band like I've seen them probably 15 times live. I, wow. I came home from tour the night before our Wonder Bar show and I had like no time, but they were playing PNC and I was like, fuck it. My soul needs to go see this band. Right yeah. Now. I don't think I've seen my favorite band 15 times. Holy shit. That's Who's incredible. your favorite band. Oh, it's, uh, I'm, I, I love the Counting Crows. Interesting. I know okay. everybody always, they, that's the usual response I get. Oh, really? I love the Counting Crows. <laughs> like, I, I know. I'm like, but I, I like, I mean, I have a lot of like really like there that are up it's there. It's probably because you look like you could be in that band. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Thank no, you. no, I, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just. I was like, oh, it depends on what you think of. No, I, I, I like. I'll take it as a compliment. I yeah, like that. no, it's like no, because you have like the '90s vibe. I feel like those guys like. Thank I you. don't know. I, they, they do. Here's the thing about the Counting Crows, right? I think. I mean, I, I just feel like a lot of. I remember. I can remember like specifically when I really because I, I like obviously everybody remembers August and everything after that first album that they had. It was like a huge hit. All the songs are great. Mr. Jones, uh, Long December, um, you know, all that shit on that album. Um, and then, but like, you know, when I, I remember being like twenty three, twenty four, and like really getting into all their shit. And I can like it was just one of those things where like all the lyrics all the music kind of resonated with everything that was going on in my life. I was like, Oh man, I fucking feel that. I totally get that. And I really just got into them that way. And I have awesome. these weird memories. Like when I listen to those songs again, that like, will take me like a, I like a that. time traveling. It'll just take me right yeah. back to That's like, really oh. like the power of music. You know? Right. It yeah. is. I love this. Like, it's very funny. Like a couple, a couple people actually recently said to me, like your music, is very nostalgic for me. And that mm -hmm. is like the highest compliment to me because, okay, so other bands that I love, like, love, love, love Third Eye Blind. Like that oh, yeah. self-titled first record is a fucking banger. Every single song on that record, you're like, what the fuck? This yeah. is so good. I listened to that record so much as a kid. And, and, and like, I remember driving down Ocean Avenue in Seabright because I grew up in Red Bank. And hey. uh, yeah, are you from Mom no, County? No, but I have a store in Red Bank. No it's crazy. We've been there like 17 years. Yeah. No way. What store? Down ask. to the felt. No, no okay. worries. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yep. Um, no so I remember like driving down Ocean Apps. I was not record so much. I had three different copies because I scratched it so much. The wow. In my car. Same thing with the pro yeah. of the murder Frankubus. That record changed my life. Nice. But yeah, man. I mean, all that nostalgic 90s rock. Like it's yeah. just, it's just like. When you were saying the thing before about how it's just in you, like music, whenever I literally thought of a Counting Crows line from one of their songs, High Life, which is, I wasn't made in this scene. I was born in this scene. It's just my way. Like, he's like, I wasn't born in it. I wasn't made from it. It's just who I am. And yeah. I thought of it immediately. And I always think of, I don't tell anybody because no one gives a shit. But like, <laughs> like I put it in there now because why not? But um, yeah, it's like one of those things like, I'll be like, oh my God, yeah, that lyric goes to the thing or whatever. And then people will be like, John, stop it um but it's uh yeah it's pretty great i guess i say interesting only because i don't really know their music like it's my reaction mm. and i think other people's reaction is like that probably because it's one of those bands where it's like i don't really know them beyond yes the exactly yeah you won't like it's unless you like 
you know, have a friend. Seems like I have to check them out. Well, I'll, dude, I'll fucking, I'll send you some, like, it, it, you don't even have to tempt me to do it. I'll be like, oh yeah, this one, this one. Yeah. This send me stuff. I mean, yeah. cool. I also love a lot of, I mean, the Sonic, the funny thing is that's all the music I like, love, love. It's like in my yeah. blood, but like the Sonic references for this record are like, you know, I love like Ty Siegel. He's been oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot, like a lot of the heavier stuff, Illiterate Light, that band White Reaper. Oh God, so many good bands. Okay. Oh, uh, shit. White Denim. Um, no. there's this local band. Well, they're from Philly, and he's a really good friend of mine, Joe Michelini, American Travis. Oh my god, of course. Joe, hold on a second. I've got Joe Michelini stories for days. Oh, are I, you from Tom's River? Yes. We have this conversation. Okay. Yeah, Tom's River and uh, you know, high school east and okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm short trash. Um, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Joe Michelini, man. Uh God, there's photos of us somewhere. Um, funny. parties and shit. Yeah, it's um, I've got stuff from his first band. Um, uh, him yeah. and Jen, Jen, who was in the front bottoms yep, for a little yep, bit, yep. and then pieced. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, she's great. Um, but yeah, Joe. Um, oh my fucking, and also um, brick and mortar. River I'm sure you know City those guys. Extension. Well, River City Extension. Yeah, yeah that that's was what first you were. That was, yes, Thank you. Brick you told me that I was struggling. Yes, I got it though. That time I remembered, unlike the yeah. last time, which I couldn't help you until I googled it. I know that was hilarious, but that was pretty great. Um, but yeah, brick and mortar, you know those guys too, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I used to go see them all the time awesome. too. Um, I mean, we both know Emily Grove. She's yes. a, a close friend of mine forever. I love Emily. Um, yeah, she's the best. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of bands I don't like. I'm like right now, one of my favorite bands is Wolf Alice. That's oh just, yeah. And Hell I've, yeah. Like, I went sure. to see them at Stone Pony, and um, she's fucking amazing. And that last album they did was fucking nuts. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, like, so I'm kind of all over the spectrum. I love nice. jazz too. Like, I yep. love Thelonious Monk. Yep. Oh, nice. Bill Evans. Yeah. And I studied, like, I took a master's in bebop class, and our the composer we studied was the Monk, and it was like the most oh, wow. insane class. It was amazing. Wow. Holy shit. Um, but like, you know, you have kind of a very jazz. Like, I've heard like all your stuff. You have kind of a very jazzy vibe that you kind of bring into all of your stuff. Is that on purpose? I think that's just how I hear music. Like, that's how I understand music. Like, nice. I'm not trying to write jazz, but I don't think about songs in terms of uh, keys. I think about them in terms of really modes. But oh. they inevitably end up being in a key because I still, I don't veer so into the weirdness, into the mm -hmm. weeds that it's like, this is like atonal. It all makes sense in my head. And then once I get it out, like like a song like Tomorrow's Another Day is kind of a weird song because again this is the last song on the record that is not out yet so i'm talking about nonsense but <laughs> it's just the song is like all the chords are major and it kind of changes keys when it goes to the chorus. but when you right. hear it all in context with the melodies and the guitar parts it all makes sense right so right. everything is like very very specific but it's not just like your straight one four five definitely not it's gotcha. definitely got an element of that sort of but I also like that like weird, ambiguous, kind of more like cinematic, like dreamy, like Yeah. Even yeah. like Jeff Buckley. A lot of I would say probably so a lot of them like structural chords that I hear is a lot of the stuff that he did, but in the you know, in my own way. Nice. Um, I don't know, it just kinda all fucking comes out. Sometimes it's more soulful, sometimes it's way more psychedelic. Right. Like yeah. again, Floyd. He, you just let it flow he, through you. Yeah, I just yeah. If I'm feeling something and it's speaking to me, I don't try and fight it. I'm not trying to sound 
like anything. I just want to sound like a lot of times I write songs where I'm like, wow, this is not a great song for my voice. Oh, wow. Like I, I definitely am not the right singer for this. Like, but I do it anyway because it's like, it speaks to me, but like, I guess, I guess a better way of saying that is like, I feel like some producer would probably come along and be like, wow, we have like the next Amy Winehouse. Listen to this super sultry jazzy voice. Let's make sure she's doing ballads and Aretha Franklin and this and that, because that's definitely where my voice shines, Mm -hmm. but that's not the kind of music that I want to play. When I pick, when I pick covers, I'll put those in my set Mm -hmm. and it'll be an opportunity to showcase. Like we do a killer version of white rabbit. And yes, I don't well, know you were you doing covers that. during the um, pandemic. You were like taking requests and like singing stuff for people. Like I remember you doing a bunch of that stuff. Like once or twice. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't do it. Like Emily was doing it all the time. She Emily was, was like rushing it. Yeah, she, she was, was from like the get go. Yeah, like, I remember like literally just like leaving my phone on when she was streaming and like working <laughs> on shit. And I was like, ah, yeah, doing her thing. Yeah, but like so songs like that like are very fitting for my voice. Like I get it yeah. compared to Rachel Price a lot vocally. But that's why I kind of tell people when, when I try and explain my music, it's like my morning jacket meets Amy Winehouse because it's like the psych rock elements and the heaviness, but I have a very jazzy voice. So, but it is interesting because a lot of times I do write songs and I'm like, man, this is like not great. Like this isn't necessarily what a producer would come along and be like, this isn't where you should be, but I don't fucking care. Yeah, I just do what makes my soul happy. And sometimes it's more talky. Sometimes it's more, droney sometimes it's more soulful you know yeah well that's what hey that's what AM record guys did i mean they just they didn't worry about what was the overly produced kind of shit they were just like hey is it good do you feel good when you're doing it and yes. then just make the fucking record and then if it's genuine to you that's what'll sell exactly and that was kind of the message i was getting from these guys like eric and paul while i was working on my record because like i struggle a lot i'm very affected by noise i'm very affected by social media hmm. i'm like probably more so than most people like i i feel like I'm like an exposed nerve because I'm just like I just like things affect me I take things personally and I hate that I struggle with that I for a long time hated that about myself Mm -hmm. but I've learned to be like I'm learning to be like you know what this is just a part of my sensitivity and why I do what I do but it means that like I have to just like like the guys were like you gotta not give a fuck just yeah art like not give a fuck and just make your art that's like that is what we should all tell in like the collective consciousness of the world of everyone listening like fucking stop doing rolling fans like fucking listen (laughs) to what's in your fucking heart and your gut find something to be passionate about there you go I'm going to name this episode Rachel Hannah Dobby wants you to stop doing OnlyFans. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to play that on a loop. Right? Find your passion and let's go. Yeah. Find your I passion mean, and quit OnlyFans, guys. It's, it's just like there's a like a there's like the collective consciousness is like needs to come back to here. There needs to be a return to the genuine, in my opinion. Nice. I like that message. Um, that is great. I, I've kept you for far longer than I promised you I was going to oh keep you, but God. I could keep talking to you all night. I don't even remember. How long was this supposed to be? An hour. But it oh, doesn't shit. matter. Like, we, we stay, listen, you're on, you're in good company. I mean, Glenn Phillips stayed for like two hours. Everybody's, it's fine. Um, but I'm going to ask you the big three if you're yes, cool with it. Are you ready? All right, here we go. I like how chill you are right now. Yeah, I'm just chilling on this. Relaxing. Mic stand. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, first question is if you can go back in time and talk to your younger self what would you give you what piece of advice would you give yourself that would help you today 
I think it would be to stop being so self-conscious. Don't be so, don't be ashamed of your sensitivities because it's what is your superpower. Nice. I was a very, like I said, a very anxious child and very self-conscious because of that, because Mm -hmm. I was having a lot of existential like breakdowns as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was just a fucking weirdo because kids were like, let's have it, Rachel. And I was just like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, cool. I, I was like, I don't know. We're learning long division. There's fucking meteors in the sky. Why are we here? <laughs> and so, oh my God. so now I would go back to that little girl and be like, you are special. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to feel how you feel and like embrace, embrace your, your sensitivity as your superpower. Love and, that. Yeah. And love the long division, there's meteors in the sky. Dude. That is the best rationale for not giving a fuck about math. This is what I'm saying. I've ever I heard in my life. Was in Mrs. House's second grade class, and we are learning like long visit, division or some shit. And I was sitting there like, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Why am I learning about this thing that goes into this? There's like stars and like aliens and like meteors, and we're gonna die. What is I couldn't handle it. Just imagine there's this cute little girl standing on her desk, but just the same the same kind of energy a bum would have. Like the end is not great. <laughs> like that was little down. Rachel. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you understood it all as a kid. It's all of us that got it all mixed up. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Tom, you had that experience though. Like this, yeah. that's the same emotion of just being like, whoa, and that you said you nailed you nailed it where you were like, oh, I could not wrap my head around. That is exactly what's happening. It was like, I could not wrap my head around. I remember being awake as an eight-year-old being like, what is it? What? Huh? Yeah. This is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. No one listens to kids. That's the problem. I know. I think the kids are the closest to knowing the truth. I agree. Kids know a lot. Kids know a lot. And I, I just, yeah, I would also tell myself to not be staged, not be afraid. Uh, my six-year-old of- cousin spent two years, uh, two two hours as a cat the other day, so I don't know. <laughs> I was like, does she know though? Have you tried it, John? Have you tried it? <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah, You're actually, right. maybe you should. There's yeah. something to be said about that. You know, these people, like this girl, isn't there that girl that identifies as a dog and that's like a sexual fetish or something? Yeah, well, that's she's like the only human that can lick herself, and that's that's the oh, thing that's God. like a you know that's the that's the appeal there. She's like, I identify as a dog. I'm like, of course you do. It's a it's a skill. <laughs> you have talent. It's that you should check out her OnlyFans. Um, I was gonna say I walked right into that one. You did totally, absolutely. I like that you said that though. I've I've no idea. Now I'm gonna Google it. There's a there's oh, a woman who married seen... a dolphin though. Oh my God, isn't yeah. there some documentary about a man who fell in love with a, do- a dolphin? Um. I, I don't know about this. a man. There's a Russian woman that married a dolphin and they had an affair, like loved the doll. Like they, I, I don't know. I don't Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Okay. Tangentially. Yes. Go on. <laughs> so speaking of Russians and animals, Uh-oh. when I was, um, my freshman year of high school, my Western sim teacher told us that Captain the Great died having sex with a horse. Whether or not that's true remains to be seen. But that's what he told us. I don't, I don't understand. It could be, yeah. That's a that's a that's a wild thing to fucking tell a bunch of students. It would make 14, sense. Fourteen. Fourteen. Wow. That. Holy shit. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Also, because this was he was like the strict one of the strictest teachers I had. Mm-hmm. He was so like, if 
buy the book and everything. I don't know. Maybe he's just told us that to be like having this conversation today so that we grow up to be adults and be like, yo, he fucking said this thing. Is yeah. this re- right? right? He made his mark. So he did. Think- you, you are talking about him how many years later? And there's how many yeah. other students are probably I do actually, I did actually love Mr. Barbieri. And he came, he's come to see me play a bunch of times. Huge oh, music nice. fan. He oh, came nice. to see us play last year. We did like a See Here Now Pearl Jam pre-show <sighs> thing at the Berkeley. And he came. It was awesome. To see apparently, the, apparently that horse fucking made his mark too. If he killed him, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> gotta be rough. Uh, that's not, how do you even, would you think she was like playing a first game in like Truth or Dare? Like, how does that even wind up happening? <laughs> or she just misunderstood the whole for a million dollars, would you fuck a horse? She was like, I don't have a million, but I'll do it for like 10 bucks. And they're like. You know what I think? What? what? I think she was just like on a power trip and she was just probably so bored with her. Like, whatever. I can do whatever I fucking want. I'm going to fuck a horse. <laughs> I don't know. That's a theory. Maybe she was just so, on such a power trip. Yeah. And she was like, I can do what I want. I'm bored. Or I'm going to prove a point. We don't know her. You know what's crazy? That would be a, if she lived, that'd be a hell of a display of power. Like, could you imagine having a queen that's like, dude, she fucked, you don't want to, she fucked a horse and the horse died. Like, that's how crazy this bitch is. That's how powerful she is. Oh my God. <laughs> that oh horse my. walked upright for three days and then heart attack. Oh my God. It sounds yeah. like something Putin would do. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so maybe. Absolutely. Russian, right? Russian. Russians do operate on a different level. Yeah. Horses and dolphins. Or yeah, exactly. Oh man. And bears. Oh my. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) We're cutting that down. Uh, (laughs) Oh god. Um. Second question is: What had to end in your life, good or bad, that led you to where you are today? I don't really know how to answer this question. It's a tough one. It sounds so like, all right, this is going to be pretty literal, but um, probably my two relationships that ended. Oh yeah, that sounds so stupid. I feel no, like I no, no, a no. Better answer. No, I mean the relationship okay. thing is heavy though. I mean, like that's yeah. it's a catalyst for. Believe it or not, we've had like it's a catalyst for a lot of shit. Like I would not be doing stand up if a relationship didn't end. Which yeah, I I mean, I was dating someone who was he was wonderful. I loved him very much, and you don't have to were, lie to us. No, he really was. <laughs> I I care for him deeply. I mean, he he's married now with his new wife in Connecticut, and I wish him nothing but the best. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. for a while, it was upsetting. And then, like, sure, I was going to date my best friend and creative partner after mm-hmm. him, um, and he's the one that really fucked me over and stabbed me in the back and Oof, left. But I wrote like half the record. There you go. Now oh. he ever watches this. I mean, he probably he's gonna know when he hears the songs. Whatever. That's great. Yeah. I mean, not um, the terrible part of it, but the you know the creative part at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, no- wish him nothing but the best. It's it's unfortunate more than anything that the friendship ended because we were like as thick as thieves. But happens. Isn't it crazy how like. I, when you're, when you're going through something like traumatic or like even like a relationship, a heartbreak type of thing or whatever, when I think about some stuff I've written or create like jokes or whatever that, that I still use, that still land, that really don't have much meaning to me anymore, but I know exactly when I wrote them, why I wrote them or, or like stuff I drew, like that wound up in magazines or whatever it was because of like, you know, a fucked up relationship or whatever it was like, it's just crazy. Cause I was like, man, I was in an immense amount of pain. But to avoid it, I had to like deep dive into, 
you know, whatever creative outlets I could. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think for me too, I write a lot about the human condition. It's, it's, it's funny. It's not funny because it sucks, but I've like had sure. friends tell me like, you're like, your kryptonite is like your relationships. Like yeah. you might be destined to just have these cluster crazy fucking situations because it gives you a lot of fuel to like be able to tap into like a side that people can't, but need to hear and that made me feel really good because like yeah. I, I really feel like i'm supposed to do this to help people cope and like relate that's awesome and that is really important for me i agree but also please tell me that we can tap into it in a happier way too jesus Christ. like i'm not I like know. i believe me i'm like you know in my head forever saying like type of thing at this point but at the same time like I hope there's like a, a happy creative spot we can tap into and not doesn't have to always be yeah you know turmoil and shit. But I think knows. there I think there is also because like I also was the same conversation I was having with my friend about like yeah, I feel like for this new record in particular, a lot of it is just about like life mantras and things. Like hmm. the whole the song acceptance is about yourself. It's about conversations hmm. with yourself and running around and spinning your wheels like you know and like finally you come to the conclusion where you're just like holy shit like all the answers were inside of me all along there oh, was yeah. there was no like the the bridge lyrics are like so you sink until you swim and then you play until you win hoping now will be the time that you finally feel alive then you wake up and you'll say oh that you're better off today leaving all that you left behind so there you go that's Ooh. kind of fitting nice. with what you're saying yeah um but it's it's just these moments of like self-realization that right. i hope yeah. i can give to people to be like hey you know what all of those external things that you're searching for or you're or you're dabbling with whether it's relationships or substance or just emotionally you don't need that you can find this here because honestly that's the only place you're going to find the truth right absolutely so I think it is, no. I think it's all of the above. I don't think you have to be so sad and depressed. Nice. No, I don't think so either. I, I completely agree. Um, also, way to, you're like, I don't think I have an answer for this question. You fucking nailed it. That's great. <laughs> uh, so third question ties into the show. Okay. Um, it's fun. Uh, if this is a genuine dystopia, more so than we're already in, but you had your choice, zombies, aliens, comet heading toward Earth climate change, whatever, right? Oh, it's, but it's everybody's last day. You know it's your last day. What's your epic death? How do you want to go out? Oh my God, epic death. Well, part of me, like, is thinking comic because it'll just be swift and quick. Okay. Nice, but, I like that. But that seems like the path of least resistance. But <laughs> who wouldn't want to see that fucking aliens? Yeah. I want to see the aliens. Nice. They're there. I don't want them screwing me over. That sounds that I don't want them like ripping my head off. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. I don't want to do zombies at all. That is my nightmare. No. Okay. No, no, no. We're not gonna go there. All right. Um, have had dreams about being in basements with baseball bats. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh shit. All right. I have really intense dreams and I've had Do you not like horror movies or do you like horror movies? No, I can't. Holy Can't shit. Fuck. I cannot right. fuck with horror movies. I have way too vivid of an imagination. Wow, okay. Um, I like psychological thrillers, but I do not like, like, gory, like, murdering, like, cut your head off horror okay. movies. All right. Al although I've been watching Ozark, which is fantastic. Oh, Ozark is oh, phenomenal. So That's a... It's really... Have you gotten to the end yet? No. I just okay. finished season three, and it was... Oh. 
<laughs> literally oh my, oh my god anyway like two nights ago i finished season three and i was like yo yeah like love stranger things wow. oh yeah stranger things is yes. so fucking good that's a great show that was the other show that's very kind of like losty there's like lost things not completely because that's like its own thing but twin peaks stranger things lost yeah. exist in a similar sort of psychological realm what's the show with the kid in the crystal ball at the end of it you know what I'm talking about? It, it, the whole show winds up being this town and this, uh, oh, I you know, don't know, and this kid's, um, not Crystal Santa Claus. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, it's yes, Tim Allen. I'm thinking it's, um, you know, a kid from wherever. Um, no, it's, um, fucking, is it Picket Fences? No, you know what I'm talking I about? It. I never saw it's Picket like, Fences. They think all of TV shows is still this kid, the Truman Show, but as a just kidding, no, but that's a great fucking movie, awesome, a great movie. um, yeah, uh. Yeah, I don't fucking god damn it. You gotta we'll program. Google this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need it. Yeah, I suck. I don't know what's going on. Um <laughs> I, clearly we all do because we can't I don't know what it is. It's all long COVID shit. We're gonna drop dead of in like five years. Uh no, oh, nice, man. yeah, I'm kidding. No, we're gonna be fine. Don't let me get on that soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> another another four hours. Uh seriously. Thank you for coming on with us and spending so much time. Oh my time. god, it was uh, awesome. Can't wait to hang out. I'm sorry uh, I didn't shut up. That's the whole point of the show. Yeah, yeah no, you're fine. You're great. Uh, okay, um, but yeah, uh, I'll catch you. I don't know. We're gonna come see you live at some point. Yeah, hell um, yeah. We live close, relatively close, so it's not like you know, I won't see you at all, probably. But. Yeah, and I'll say like for everyone listening, and I'm sure you'll put this. Follow me on social medias. I'm in kind oh, yeah. of a lull of playing right now, only because I'm working on this record. But like, obviously, I wanted to come on and chat with you guys and make the connection. Um, yeah. But like Instagram, I use the most. Follow me on Spotify because that's where the record I'll be pushing it. And yeah. And what are the and, handles? What's the name on Instagram? Oh, it's just my full name, so it's written here, Rachel Anna Dopkin. It's my full name. Nice. You, you can search me. Same thing. Everything. Oh my god, that's so nice. Thank you so much, Jackie. Oh, nice. That's so yeah. sweet. Learning Jackie's how to let go is about yourself as well. Some people think it's about a relationship, but it's about yourself. Oh. Um. So um, I thought it was a better relationship too. I fucking yeah. see, but that's the beauty is that it's like I want listeners to be able to hear the songs yeah. and make it what makes sense to them. That's the whole thing. That's awesome. Have you ever heard somebody transcribe one of your songs? You're like, okay, that's way fucking out there. <laughs> like, you mean in terms of interpreting it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, no. that's not it at all. No, I don't think so. Actually, that's cool. Well, I mean, you want to try me? What? What? No. <laughs> what you got? What you got, John? I JP, one of your songs go. I'm pretty sure is about you in a basement being eaten by zombies. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm just kidding. I don't want to put that in your head. Everybody wants. <laughs> um no, you're awesome. We'll throw your socials up. Thank I'll let you know you. when this comes out. Um yes, yeah, thanks please. for coming on. Thank you so so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks you for guys here. rock. I'll Thank come you. back anytime we can yeah, keep please. talking about life. Yes, can't we'll have you on for the MS benefit that we do this year. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Thanks Ooh. again. Thank yep. you. See you soon. Bye. 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 Dystopia tonight.